Cougs House. Welcome back to Locked on Cougs with your host, Parker Ainsworth. Today, I get to talk to the host of Locked on Big 12, Josh Neighbors, about the University of Houston joining in the Big 12. Here's what we had to say. Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Joining us, it is Parker Ainsworth, the host of the new Locked On Cougs podcast covering all things Houston Cougars. We'll talk about the 2022 Houston Cougars football team, also the basketball team as well, and the expectations as Houston turns their attention towards joining the Big 12 as well, all coming up on the show. You are Locked On Big 12. Your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, Josh Neighbors here, your host. Please subscribe to the channel. Please uh, make sure you guys tap the bell for notifications. And also, please, if you are a Houston Cougars fan, subscribe to the new uh, Locked On Cougs. It's, it's the title, right? Locked On Cougs. Correct, locked on, Yeah, Locked on Cougs. We just got started. Uh, we're recording on Monday night, so the first episode came out this morning. <laughs> and we, we really did just get going. We're excited to get started. Uh, we're really glad to have you. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Houston fans are an awesome and passionate bunch. Um, talk about talk about your background and how you get, you came to us here at Locked On and your connection to the Houston Cougars and, and what, what people can expect from you. Well, I was born in Houston um, many, many moons ago at this point. It feels like further and further away <laughs> each day. It's funny how that works. Uh, but I was born in Houston, and I've been a Houston sports fan my whole life. Um, I, I actually, if, I, if I'm being honest, I got to play Division three football at a really small school far, far away, which meant that I got to continue rooting for whoever I wanted to <laughs> right, <laughs> along right. the way there. Um, and then, frankly, I met some people at Locked On through old podcast kind of stuff, um, and then someone said, "Hey, what would you, what would your interest be in a Houston show?" And I was like, "Very, very interested. Let's continue talking." Right. <laughs> so, you know, here we are. We're glad too because so we, we have locked on. It's it's funny. We have locked on Cougs and we have locked on Cougars, the BYU podcast. So <laughs> we are we're halfway home on getting the uh, still do UCF. Actually, no, we have Cincinnati too. I lied. So we're actually we're only one we're only one podcast away from fulfilling all of the new. Locked on Big 12 hosts. Yeah, UCF is the only one that is still left. But we're glad to have you once again. Locked on Cougs. You guys can find that with your podcast. It's going to be joining on YouTube here pretty soon. Make sure you guys follow Parker. His Twitter handle is on here. It's at Painsworth512. So I'm sure you guys get the update there when it goes to YouTube. All right, let's let's talk about this, this Houston Cougars team. So at the start of the season, I was really optimistic about this team. I think a lot of people were. I thought with their schedule, the way it's set up, they had a chance to not be what not be as good as Cincinnati was last year, but to have a Cincinnati type season just because of the way their schedule set up. That has not happened. It has been a frustrating that has not happened, Parker. Uh, it's been a frustrating season. The offense has been stop and start occasionally good. It doesn't feel like it's as good as it should be. The defense yeah. is nowhere near what it should have been. And look, you know, I, I think there is um, some questions about how much uh, how much blame goes on Dana Holgerson. Because, look, I, I thought they had an excellent chance to kind of catapult themselves into the Big 12. And now they're, they're dogfighting themselves, you know, at, at 500 right now. I mean, they really should have lost that game against Memphis. You know, what's what's kind of the current feeling about this season, this team? 
Well, I mean, you know, bluntly, we've already lost as many ga- more games this year as we did all of last season. So that that's right. never a good way to start the right. year. They're technically three and three, and then it's five hundred. And I guess if you look at like the whole of like since twenty ten, that's kind of more the norm. I think what you're alluding to though is that last season they went twelve and two. Mm-hmm. They played Cincinnati as well as anyone in the American Conference did. Uh, you know, they're catapulting themselves into the Big 12. They had a pair of Big 12 opponents to start the season, Texas Tech and Kansas. Uh, I think Kansas is better than people thought they were going to be. But obviously, yeah. like, that was supposed to be this, like, bar measurement. You're coming off a 12-2 and two season. Start off the season with those guys and then hopefully have a good American season as you lead into the Big 12. You hope that's impressive enough to pull in some of your at-home recruits, maybe hit the transfer portal kind of stuff. And what's happened instead is that they have had a bunch of close games come down to execution here, execution there. I mean, you know, three overtime games and then the big fourth quarter comeback against Memphis. And all of that has really been disappointing. I I don't mean to be overly pessimistic, although I think people listen to me long enough will find out that I kind of can be. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's it's there's only one way to put it right like this is this is too good of a team to play this way definitely and i feel like at the end of the day they like brought back a you know veteran starter as as veteran as college football guys can be uh, in clayton mm-hmm. tune at quarterback and you thought another year with holgerson uh you know a fifth year starter that's had four years of holgerson you think that some of that overlap would start to really blend in you think about the like high-powered holgerson offenses from like his days the oc at houston many many moons ago his time at west virginia in between and like you think of pace 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 and all of that and really the offense is kind of stalled out they've got a, they lead the NCAA in all penalties um, which is Jesus. which is atrocious because you're watching again they're averaging 10 and a half penalties a game that's that's a lot that's a lot to a say that is a ton yeah that is a ton <laughs> I, we were talking about a game I was talking about the game yesterday I think it was the TCU Kansas game I think there were six total in the entire right. game between both teams 10 a well, game for a single team oh my for god a single it's team clinic. And frankly, like you're talking about TCU Kansas, well, it apparently is the cream of the crop in the Big 12 right now. Like that is your opponent next year, <laughs> right? Like, like, right? Like that is the bar you have to measure yourself at if you're Houston. And right now it's not working. Um, I thought it was interesting a couple weeks ago, Dana Holgerson did not take credit for, or like he like passed the blame off initially in the postgame presser on like, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't, I tell him to st- wait till the ball start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, I'm telling him to watch the right. ball. And it's like, right. You can't like even if that's how you really feel as a head coach, you cannot say that. Like you just you You're cannot say that out loud. That, it's, it's, your, it's, it's on you. You're the coach. You're the coach. <laughs> always, always. Being the coach is your job. If you are in search of a new job, let me tell you something about LinkedIn.com. These days, every potential new hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. You might be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's when you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team, like the Houston Cougars, fast and for free. Now, I obviously just joined this Cougar team. This Locked on Cougs podcast is brand spanking new. It is on my LinkedIn profile. Go check it out. You can go check out all kinds of things. You add your job title you're looking for, the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, a bunch of simple tools, screening questions. It's easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, you know, because you look at the, I mean, you look at the way that these games have played out. 
for them this season. And you mentioned the one score games, right? They had the triple overtime thriller against uh, UTSA. They win by two. They lose to Texas Tech by three. They lose to Kansas by 18. They beat Rice by seven. They lose to Tulane by three. They beat Memphis by one. The only game that has not been a one-score game for Houston this year, they lost by 18 points to Kansas in a game they were up 14-0 in. And, I mean, look, Kansas has had a penchant for falling behind and kind of getting themselves back off the mat. But that game was like – that game felt over when Kansas was up seven. You could feel the momentum had completely (laughs) shifted out of the sails for Houston. And it's it's interesting, like – what what is left for what is up to them to see? I mean, they could are they gonna grind their way to nine and three? Are they gonna fight their way to six and six? <laughs> like are they, are they eight and four somewhere in between? And like what does that mean for them going to the Big Twelve? Because if you think about it, I mean, Cincinnati's gonna end up having probably a better year than than, than Houston is at, oh, at I, this pace. And I would out of the three to, AA, yeah. out of the three AAC teams, you kind of feel like Houston is the or uh, Cincinnati rather while they're not in as, as good of a location as UCF or Houston is, is going to have that inside track. And anyway, so well, in the playoff, sure, they, they should. But, I mean, I thought Houston had a real shot to kind of be the hotter team at the moment when they joined the Big 12, and it just hasn't worked out that way. Well, and it, it again, a year ago, because Cincinnati had their magical run, and then they had some guys go to the pros, You kind it kind of was paced out for that to happen to Houston Bluntly, a lot of the Big 12 recruiting round is in Houston. You think you can like Frank can use that to your advantage if you're Holgerson. Right. Um, I, I have to say, my take on the Kansas game, walking away from that, not knowing a lot about Kansas going in because it's Kansas football, and we'll talk about basketball later, I'm sure. Um, I I learned a lot more about Kansas in that game than I felt like I did about <laughs> Houston. And if, frankly, we're sitting here at 5-1 and one and Kansas were the one loss, I don't know that I'd feel that bad about that on this side of it. Now, if you told me the start of the year that we'd lose to Kansas, obviously I feel differently. Um, right. The deal to me is, is the, all the, the close games, the ones you mentioned a bunch of one score losses. And at some point, it, at some point it's a trend, right? A bunch of one score losses, a bunch of penalties. Those are all kind of the same vein. Good teams don't commit those penalties. Good teams gut out those wins. Good teams don't get to overtime. Like, like those kinds of things happen. And, you mentioned it like there was this, this this deflating thing when Houston scored the first 14 points and then Kansas responds with 21 ends up being 28 before Houston does anything. And it's like, Oh, that's the ball game. It's not quite halftime. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was all it took. It's interesting too, for them. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about going to the next year for one thing, the recruiting for them has, to, I think has to improve a little bit. Like right now I just looked at it. They're fourth in the AAC in terms of recruiting next year and, and they're not in the AAC next year. Right. And they're behind, I think they're behind SMU and well, the, the teams are behind right now. Let me double check this real fast. Uh, so they're fifth. So Memphis and SMU are both ahead of them right now in terms of next year's recruiting. Now, this stuff can change. can flip. The one thing let's talk positively. The one advantage I think Houston has Parker is that they are going to be joining a power five conference. It's going to help them in the transfer portal. I believe. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys from the Houston area that will go to Texas. They will go to, and not even just Texas, they'll go to places, you know, Missouri City. I mean, that's a place that you know, a lot, you see a lot of kids go to places mm-hmm. like Missouri, right? Like Arkansas, like LSU, like Florida, all those, all, all, all different kinds of places. And you'll see those kids say, okay, I'm fighting for playing time. An injury could set me back. Uh, you know, there's a new five star coming in to take my spot, whatever it is. Can I go back? home 
close to home? And what level can I play at there? Well, now Houston, which is, I believe, the fourth largest city in America, right? Population-wise, I believe that's the case, yes? Correct, yeah. That's going to offer kids a chance to go back home and play. And so maybe, maybe, I'm not sure just, they have to recruit well, sure. But I think Dana can crush the transfer portal. I think that's a future, and not just Dana, whoever's, I mean, you know, whoever's coaching. Right? <laughs> we, we Look, well, actually, let's do this first before we do the recruiting me. It's Dana, right? We're, we're not going to pitch Dana. I know they made a comment about you going eight and four, right? I know they made the major Apple White thing, you know, eight and four. Yeah, so like, the comment, the, the comment Josh alluding to is actually, you know, many, many moons ago, a while back many at moons. this point, right. um, it was the president of the university, who was still the president of the university, said that the goal was to be good enough of a program where you would fire coaches for going eight and four. Right. And that looked really bad when Houston was sitting at two and three. And that just extended <laughs> Dana Holgerson. Um, I, you know, they owe him. So a buyout at January 1st would be like nine and a half million dollars, which is not a lot of Big 12 money, but is a lot of AAC money. And so if he is not bowl eligible or if they have a disappointing, you know, seven and five or whatever, we'll kind of see like how much tempting of fate do they do. Are they really going into big 12 with that nine and a half million dollar buyout and go get somebody bigger name? You know, Matt Rule is one of the market today, right? Like, or do they, do they say like, no, Dana's the guy, he coached West Virginia, he knows the conference, give him a chance to transfer portal and nice. those kinds of things. Um, I, I will say you're alluding to what I think the biggest benefit to Houston though is, and it's, the greater Houston area high school football. It's one of the greatest hotbeds of high school football in America to this point. It's been not in the power five backyard. It's going to be obviously very, very soon and transferring guys, uh, kids transferring back home or just bluntly like guys not wanting to leave home later. It, it's frankly, you mentioned SMU is ahead of Houston in the AAC rankings right now. And that's because they're keeping Dallas kids in Dallas in a way that I think is interesting. Right. Houston can do the exact same thing with big 12 caliber kids and frankly, really flip this thing around fast. Like it does. We've seen the way the transfer portal works in modern college football. It doesn't have to take a long time. No, it, it, it does not have to take a long time at all. I believe they've already picked up one transfer uh, from Texas. Jalen Garth, I think is one of the guys that they're supposed to be getting in next season. But that, that is, that's the one thing I, I think I was hoping for with a big season for them is that a big season for them would put them on the map you know, potentially New Year's Six Bowl would help them capitalize off that and say, here we come. We're in the Big 12. We are... Because for so long, and you know this, Houston's really wanted that seat at the table, right? Mm -hmm. They've wanted the same way SMU has. I mean, SMU's wanted that the same way TCU wanted it. Mm -hmm. And they wanted that seat at the table. And out of those three schools, TCU got one with the Big 12. And GP has a lot, a lot to do with that and how well he did for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that Rose Bowl, I mean, you know, it, Talk about iconic moments, you know, with the boy the, for for G five teams, we have the iconic moment of Boise State against Oklahoma. You know, the, uh, I guess Utah back, you know, way back when, you know, with, with yeah, against Alabama, and then also, you know, you go ahead and you think about uh, the the one that TCU had against Wisconsin. I, I mean, this was kind of their chance to, to get there. Now they're going they're going Power Five without that, but I think a season like that could expedite the process. Cincinnati, for example, I mean that's an established power now. Mm -hmm. And look, you're not the number you're not the number one dog in, in, in the state of Ohio. Ohio State is short. Right. Michigan coming to recruit. Penn State, we know, kills it in that area of the country as well. But like, if you're three or four star and you go play for that coach, they put nine guys in the draft. They had the, they had the yeah. third most draft picks of any school in America. And and the, the yeah. 
tell you what, those kids look pretty good in the league right now. A lot of Sauce Gardner, yeah, Sauce like great, great, unbelievable. So I thought Houston had that chance. Now maybe they get there. I think just this season might expedite, might stop the expedition of the process. It might be slower now because I thought this was a golden opportunity. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm looking into it too much about one season, but I thought this was a really good chance, and 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 they're kind of squandering it. I feel like. Well, and, you know, obviously, you know, you're segueing me somewhat well until like later this week. We're going to talk about like, can they realis- realistically make a bowl game and those kinds of things? We'll get the rest of the schedule. But oh, yes, they can make we a have bowl a bye game. week. Come right? on. Let, let's they game. Let's a bowl g- game. <laughs> we have it's a bye week. We got to have, you know, something. Um, but what I think <laughs> is interesting is obviously missing a bowl game would probably be a nail in the coffin for Dana because we can right. joke about eight and four, but five and seven you can't you can't different, leave different the AAC yeah like we, we can actually have the nine having another conversation all of a sudden um I again I think the interesting thing will all will be with Texas going to the SEC Oklahoma going to the SEC you know big 12 caliber kids in Texas may end up at Houston or Baylor TCU etc out, out of just because SEC kids and big 12 kids certainly lineman type kids have tended to look different for whatever reason. And AM and LSU have kind of gotten the SEC type kids and Texas and Oklahoma have gotten the big 12 type kids. Well, now is Houston going to get some of the big 12 type kids? Um, you know, and that's not to say that neither Texas or Oklahoma has put out pro linemen by any stretch, but certainly the line, like when you're visually watching a game like TCU, Kansas, and then flip the channel over to Cincinnati or flip the channel over to Houston, the guys up front, in the trenches are almost more like look more different than like, like Houston's oh. got tanked on the outside. Tajon Henry in the back. He's hurt right now, but Tajon Henry, like they've got big 12 speed. It's the linemen, the big bodies that the big fellas lean, ugly guys lean on each other. It's just not quite the same in your group of five conferences. And if you can get those guys, maybe it looks different, but I will, I, I would hope for a fast transfer portal, but if we can't hit the transfer portal, I think we're looking at a little bit longer deal. Well, that, that stuff, I mean, that's, that is always the ultimate decider, right? People love, love, love talk about, skill exciting and Nathaniel Dell is an awesome player you know and Tyson on Henry's another guy and the learning back of McCaskill got hurt too like these are all these are all power five level caliber skill guys but what makes the difference like you said is the guys up front I mean we saw it last week when Oklahoma played Texas like one team had some guys up front and the yeah. other team didn't and uh and Oklahoma got pushed around up front and like you know that, that stuff will fluctuate for those two schools but last year Baylor why was Baylor so good they push folks around up front. Mm-hmm. That's and that's what Oklahoma State did too, especially on the defensive side of things. And like that, I'll, I'll never forget. I went to the 2019 Peach Bowl between Oklahoma and LSU. I, it looked like they were one team was an NFL team, one team wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like the you know Joe Burrow was amazing, the offense amazing, but it looked like the Oklahoma defensive lineman run into a brick wall. And, and you're so right about that. Yeah, I mean, bluntly, some teams just get their offensive linemen more protein speaking of protein and being built and being built bigger if you haven't tried built bar puffs yet you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys and guess what there's a new flavor ready it's delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate that's right built bar has done it again let me introduce you to your new favorite Ch- uh, cookie dough chunk puff is light and it's chewy in texture it's got real cookie dough chunks i can vouch they are real 
cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate as every Built Bar is. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy, right? We can call if it's got protein, it's healthy, right? So we do with this. 160 calories, whopping 15 grams of protein. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all to yourself. I've got a hiding place we're not going to talk about on the air, though. What's great about Built specifically is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Uh, wherever you need a snack after you work out, late night treat, just need something to grab a quick bite, breakfast in the morning. It's a great breakfast for teachers. I can attest to that myself. They taste better than a candy bar. Tastes a lot like a candy bar because they got real chocolate. Just the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Go grab some today. And that's oh, that's going to be a big decider. And I do think for football, BYU and who I think is really good, Houston. I think Cincinnati's transition is probably going to be the easiest, to be honest. Coming off of, they, say coming off a college football playoff season, I, I guess there'll be a season removed when they join next year. Right. But it's certainly like you can feed off that. I think. Right. I know BYU has grown men, but we're seeing it this year. Like it's just not. They beat Baylor. Baylor's Baylor's good, but it wasn't. You know, there's some crazy awesome convincing victory oh my god because they got pushed around by Oregon the next week <laughs> right so it, you know I think there is going to be that transition period for these schools like we saw I mean Texas Tech is a middle of the road packed a big 12 team this year right and, mm-hmm. and they were able to uh, fight back and win that game and kind of push them around Kansas went went down early too fought back pushed the pushed the Houston around some there so I went from feeling a lot more confident about the Houston transition not once again, I'm not saying it's going to be bad because they're in such a great spot, right? You, you geographically transitioning to yeah. the Big 12 Conference, which has a ton of Texas teams. You couldn't ask for a better place to be. I, I just think the timing yeah. might be longer than I thought. So Well, and it's just interesting because had they done this whole thing a year ago, it'd be like, oh, man, they're coming off a 12-2 and two season, jumping right. to the Big 12. Or the, or the year right. before that when they had, they had some NFL guys on the team last year, right? And then like that, you know, it's just the luck right. of the draw on those kinds of things. I uh I hope it comes back around. Houston has had great teams. And frankly, like when they get at the Ed Oliver's the world, the like Greg Ward's the world, like guys from Houston to stay, suddenly they're really good. Right. And yeah. and I think that's the long-term hope. We just, it, it's, we got to see how fast it happens. <laughs> right. Uh, let's, let's talk about the overall joining the big 12 fans still psyched. Fans still pumped up. Yeah. And I think that especially with the football season going south relatively early, the big move has been basketball. Basketball, I mean, Houston's in the top five or 10, if not one, in a couple polls across the country. Um, Houston basketball is really, really strong right now. And bluntly, to join the Big 12, you kind of have to be, right? In 2019, you had Texas Tech, you know, replay away in overtime for winning the national championship. 2020 there's no title uh, 2021 Baylor runs I'll away tell you what it. the 2020 Kansas that team I mean I, that team was yeah in my opinion gonna, gonna win that thing so well so 2021 you have Baylor and then 2022 you do have Kansas yeah, right so like right. just just being in the top 10 kind of makes you a normal big 12 team it's a basketball strong we all think of the t- Texas high school football and the Oklahoma Texas of the worlds but we mentioned all of those basketball teams. Cade Cunningham came through the conference, right? Like, like, like this is a right. strong mm-hmm. basketball conference, and Houston has every right to feel really good about themselves in basketball. Uh, they, they brought back Marcus Sasser. Uh, he was a projected uh, first-round pick who came back for his second year at Houston this, this year. Um, you know, miraculously, we're glad to have him back. And they bring in a couple five-star uh, forwards. In, like, 
they're looking strong in basketball. And frankly, you know, if you look at who's joint, who's the conference going to be when they sign up, when they move into the big 12, it's going to be Baylor's got a big program, Kansas, uh, Kansas state weirdly has a one-off every now and then like it is going yeah, to be a Kansas, strong I mean, Kansas state, you know, made the elite eight a few years ago. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. I, I thought they, their team last year would have been, they would have made a tournament in a different conference, but I, I do like, let's do, let's do the basketball thing because I look at BYU, look at Cincinnati, look at UCF. They, they're it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. <laughs> I I watch the way Houston plays with the physicality. They're the one team that's just gonna assimilate in this league. I'll tell you what, it's a fist fight. It is a fist fight every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in this league. I mean, <laughs> when you're playing at Tech and then you're at Gallagher Iba and then you're home for Kansas and then you you know you're home for Kansas State. And then you're going to Iowa State, right? Like, it there are literally no nights off. Much actually, like football is this year. You look at the Big, Big Twelve last year. Like, somebody has to eat the losses. I don't think it's going to be Houston though, because <laughs> one thing they've had the last couple of years. You mentioned, you know, Quentin Grimes, good example of this. Guy Marcus Sass, good example. They've got a lot of skill at those guard positions, and they make. I mean, some of those rebounding performances in the tournament. Oh my god. They kick the shit out of you in the glass. I mean, they will absolutely <laughs> part of it, but they will. Like they just they and that's one thing I'll tell you what that'll transition the Big Twelve. I, yeah. I he'll they'll get a lot of appreciation from other coaches. They're also going to cause a lot of headaches for a lot of the coaches in this league, man. With the way they rebound the basketball, I think that's the one thing they do so well that if Kelvin Sampson keeps that going, they'll fit right into this league and not just in to the top. Of well, them. and Kelvin Sampson gets that his days in Oklahoma, right? And then yeah. he got in trouble right. for sending too many text messages, right. allegedly, right? Allegedly. Um, but he sends too many text messages. And but before that, he was kind of putting Oklahoma that they had the Hollis Price years, the Blake Griffin years, like they but he healed from it. Like they were very good before he got in all that trouble. Um, and so there's no reason, again, you talk about like the city of Houston as your backyard recruiting ground. Uh, they, one of their five-star recruits, Terrence Arsenault, is from Beaumont United. That's 30, 40 minutes away. Like, that is mm-hmm. right down the road. And that is the kind of program he's building. And what I what I love about the stuff I'm watching on Samson's stuff, um, in the preseason, all these practices and camps, and he's on pressers every day. And his biggest thing is, like, we're not looking at anyone. They're not looking at – they play Oregon. They play all these big – they're not looking at other teams, right? It is all watching our tape, our drills, our – like – we're going to right. just get better every day and see what happens. And that's so refreshing um, that just to see at this point in the season, because it'd be so easy to look at the hype and be so easy to feel that pressure. Like, no, 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 we're just watching tape. We're just going to get better and let the chips fall. They may, because we know we're confident. We're pretty good at basketball. Well, I, I mean, I think about that, like folks who understand what we're saying here, what, what's being said about this is basically we think we're at a point now personnel wise where if we play the best version of Houston basketball, we're pretty confident we're going to be there at the end of the year. And look, I mean, you go to the final four and they play Baylor. Like that Baylor team is, I don't think people understand how good that Baylor team was. I really don't think people understand. Like when you're like, Oh my God, Davion Mitchell. Oh my God, Jared Butler. Oh my God. You know, uh, uh, Macy Oteague. Like, I mean, they, yeah. they really would just isolate you and just, and they just, they were just, they were on fire in that game. Well, too. and yeah. Davon Mitchell was, you know, playing out of his mind that whole time. I, I mean, bluntly, yeah. Houston played them as well as Gonzaga did in the final. Right? <laughs> it's, it's true, right? <laughs> that is true. It's just that the scoring was a bit more, you know, it was a bit more unbalanced the <laughs> way it happened. But like, yeah, I mean, that, that, you know, that team was amazing. And then last year, I'm trying to remember who they, who did the, um, who ended up getting Houston last year? Oh, uh, was it? Uh, in 2021. Uh, was did they play Kansas and lose to Kansas? 
Um, I'm pulling I'm it back up because I'm so focused on 2023. If I'm being honest, because yeah, 2023, no, the Final Four is in Houston. So like that. Oh, is it uh, actually? <laughs> it's it, it's it at NRG, and so uh, that that that's just a ton of fun. Anyway, it looks like they lost to Villanova last year. I'm refreshing my memory a little bit. Villanova in the Elite Eight. Last, last year. year? But the, the the anyway, the final four being in Houston has not been yeah. overlooked by the city by the University of Houston. Um NRG would be a I mean, yeah, you want to talk about a lot of red and white around the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm excited too to see them, you know, people come out of the Fatia Center and 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 pack that place when because look, I think that's the one nice thing about this that will be exciting. I mean, you're gonna see Big 12 arenas full when Houston comes to town. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, when UCF comes to town, they'll be like, oh, it's cool. They're coming to town. But like people in this league, there's it's a, I mean, the basketball fans, this league are some of the smartest you'll find. Look, it's the best basketball conference in the country. All right. Texas yeah. Tech, Texas Tech. Love Joey McGuire. Love the football there. That's a basketball school. I don't care what you, I mean, you'll see what they, you see what they did last year when Chris Beard came back. Oh my God. Those people love. Love their basketball. It's in part to a yeah. lot of what he did there, but like, that place is damn near a basketball school now. Baylor and tremendous, and it's continued Kansas as a yeah. But the president about Tech, sorry, was just that they've continued yeah. to be a basketball school after Beard left. Like it's it's right. not. It's just it's still rolling. Oh, it's awesome just still rolling. Too, yeah, and, and and they were so close with Duke at the end of the year. And it was you know, and they're. I mean, they're gonna have another good season probably once again. But I, I'll tell you this: like I am fired up to see them. As fun as it is, and, and I think as many question marks as I have about them for football, the Houston Cougars for basketball are going to be like – it's peanut butter and jelly of them coming in this league. I, I'm so excited. And I'll tell you what, the one nice thing about basketball, you know, football is great. We love it. That stuff only happens once every, once a week, you know, 12 weeks a year, right? And 13 for some teams. They do the basketball thing, man. I mean, we get we get rolling during basketball, <laughs> and I know Houston Houston's gonna realize this, and they'll probably take a few more losses. But like, once you hit that schedule, man, like at Tech, you know, at we'll lose Texas, but maybe for a year, you know, at Texas, then you know, home for Kansas State and home for KU, then at Baylor and then at you know Iowa State. I mean, the, oh, the places you will go in this league, oh, the crowds you will see, and I'm fired up yeah. for Houston to be a part of that. And and I think the basketball, I mean, you know, <laughs> we all can't wait for it. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm really looking for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Parker, one more time. Let the folks know where they can find you. Where can they find your work and all of its variety, not just locked on stuff. If you got anything else you want to promote, please do <laughs> yeah. so now. I write a little bit on the side and I tweet yeah. probably way too much, but you can find me uh, all my social media stuff at Painsworth 512, P A I N S W R T H 512. Uh, we'll be posting every episode of Lockdown Cougs from there for a while uh, and, and getting things started. And we're still in the early stage of Lockdown Cougs. Again, it just started this week, but you can find Lockdown Cougs wherever you get your podcast, any audio platform right now. Uh, we're live on all those. We have the first episode. I probably talked too long about introducing myself. Then we get into talking about last week's football game. So make sure you go check that out. Um, one more thing for you. Will a mysterious Jalen Green injury happen this year so we can go for Wambanyana? Is that <laughs> is that the plan? Uh perhaps. What I think I think is funny is a lot of people that are like, you know, they're pulling Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. off the floor at the same time. And like, yeah, that's on purpose. That's yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's a feature, not a bug, right? That, that's that exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna happen. Uh, you know, we don't want too many good players in the court at once. Or, you know, we, we can't stagger the good players, right? We, uh, they're on or off. We might keep them off for a bit longer than we should. But, uh, no, they're very excited for the NBA season as well. And, look, we'll have some NBA prospects coming up in Big 12 too. All right, man. 
Parker Ainsworth, the host of the new Locked On Cougs podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you. Look forward to many more of these conversations, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for having me on.